You are listening to the viewpoint on the station of the year. Good evening to Samantha Smith, director and lead therapist at Care Junction, who works alongside Spark Schools. Spark Schools themselves are represented this evening by Ms. Ofenza Mulefa, assistant principal at Spark Randberg High School. Let's talk all things teen suicide week. Good evening, Samantha. Good evening, Ofenza. Good evening, Samantha. Good evening, Samantha. One in 10 teenage deaths in South Africa every year is a result of suicide. Up to 20% of high school learners have tried to take their own lives due to various reasons, and most popular being depression, anxiety. According to the WHO, nearly 700,000 people annually die because of suicide. That's an average of one of 40 people. Suicide is the fourth leading cause of death among 15 to 19-year-olds globally. Now, Teen Suicide Prevention Week is being observed from the 14th to the 21st, so it ends tomorrow with a focus on raising awareness and preventing teen studies. These are statistics. Give them human context, feeling, the sense of loss, and exactly, particularly from a teenage perspective, Samantha, what really it is that is being said, that is communicated by statistics, but not fully. Paint for us, therefore, a picture of this conversation in context. Okay, well, I think, I mean, thank you very much for bringing this topic to light, because I think it's a very, very important one. And it's become, I think, with the advent of COVID, with the advent of, you know, the major sort of emotional and mental health crises that we're seeing across South Africa and globally, um, these figures seem to be worryingly increasing um, year on year. And I think really what we need to look at is that these young individuals are faced with huge challenges um, compared to what we as young adults may have experienced many years ago. Some of the, the major stresses these children are experiencing is the social and environmental pressures um, such as, you know, the economy and mental health crises that we're seeing across their their parents and their adult cohorts. And this is actually spilling over into the lives of children. So often children feel a great disconnectedness to um, to their parents um, or to their, you know, their, their parental figures um, within their households or their significant guardians. And in, 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 in combination with this, we're seeing um, increased academic pressures um, which children are having to to meet um, and on top of that social media and technology we are in a very very different age um, from Instagram and mainstream media creating hugely unrealistic expectations for these children and, and perceptions of reality what is beauty what is success um, and often expectations that they will never be able to reach because they actually aren't realistic or, or grounded in any form of reality. And on top of that, we, with, you know, technology, we're seeing greater online bullying and children, you know, with online bullying, children can't escape it. It's not like when you were bullied on the playground, you can go home to your safe space. It follows you wherever you go. Um, and this is in, in, in a, in, its, in itself, creating huge feelings of isolation as a result. And um, within that, you know, tech addiction um, as well, that we are seeing huge levels of anxiety and depression. So really, I think if we look at the context within which these children are growing up, it's it's hugely challenging. Um, and, you know, and we're seeing it, our children are in crisis. You mentioned something which is 
very critical to which I really do want to follow up on, the fact that generationally, the previous generation didn't have to deal with this in-your-face life that is brought forward by the advent of social media, access to the trappings of the high life. A lot of the time it's curated high life um, highlights. And this current generation effectively are the guinea pigs. They are the ones who are giving us all the information and the IP and the test cases and templates on what its reality is and how they are dealing with it, and they are the most vulnerable in that space. Now, they are parents. The opposite is more than true. They don't know what this is all about, certainly not at that vulnerable age. What then becomes the responsibility of the adults between the teachers at home as well, the parents and the community at large, as well as those who preside over systems and social development spaces where policy and resource allocation has to be responsive to this teenage experience, which many of those who are in the space as adults cannot relate to or certainly have not experienced themselves? So I think a lot of the work that we have been doing um, with the Spark School group speaks very much to this fact. Mm. You know, it takes a village to raise a child. And what what we need to understand is that children don't occur in, in context and isolation. So a lot of our work goes um, works right from sort of almost a bottom up approach. So starting actually at the community that is raising that child or the parents um, and parents as as individuals, we need to take responsibility. We need to take responsibility for monitoring and managing the social media that our children are exposed to. We need to take responsibility for having critical conversations with our children about what this messaging that they're being exposed to is, is it real? Is it not real? As you say, it's this curated lifestyle that our children, because they don't have the, the sufficient brain development that we as adults have, and even we as adults sometimes struggle oh, for sure. to, to process. Um, but um, we, so we need to be having these conversations with, um, as parents, with our children, as communities, and then obviously within that, upskilling um, our educators, because often our educators are the first sort of point of call that these children reach out to, sometimes not even their parents, because within yeah. school, that's often their safe, safer spaces. Um, and so upskilling our teachers um, within our various communities um, to, to assist with this challenge. Well, let's bring in the school. Let's bring in another avenue that has to deal with these young, but or rather young and brilliant minds, but very much vulnerable minds. Offense Mulefe, assistant principal at Spark Randberg High Schools. Your preliminary thoughts on this conversation and some of what Samantha has said, please. Thank you, Sonia I think Samantha has really um, spoken about the most compelling issues that we are faced with as educators, let alone as a school. The most um, compelling issue right now that we're experiencing does stem from bullying. Bullying is one of the most prominent reasons why scholars do commit suicide, which also then ripples from social media. I think the gap here is that at home, like Samantha has mentioned, that parents need to continuously engage with scholars, making sure that they are fully aware of what goes on in their household, the gadgets that these scholars have, and who they speak to. I think cyberbullying is something that we cannot ignore. Um, it happens within friends themselves and is so prominent to a point where it can have an adverse effect on the emotion as well as academics. Another thing that we really are struggling to even, I think, coin 
is the element of depression and anxiety. You mm-hmm. you start to have those conversations right now with um, present day parents, and they'll tell you that it never existed in their time. And I think that's where our concern is in in saying that our parents really educating themselves. Um, as to knowing what these um, illnesses are, mental illnesses are, what it looks like. Because another thing is that we're so busy, the hustle and bustle of, of, of every day or our day-to-day hustle and bustle kind of like makes us disconnected to our own emotions, which ripples over to our children. And therefore, then that creates that gap between ourselves and our children. It doesn't even allow us to support them the best ways we know how to. Um, aside from other things as well that already exist in the home or in the household, stress ripples over onto teenagers these days. Our scholars are so are, are so mature to a point where they themselves want to take on the battles of, of parents. Half of the time you'll find when you're having a conversation with scholars, they'll tell you that their um, parents are financially incapable of maybe keeping their um, their house, you know, and they're taking on... Um, domestic issues and how then does that look like on a support level at home you know these are things that we ourselves are trying to um, you know kind of like solve but at the same time like educate ourselves on as to how do we keep keep that open environment but also that doesn't affect the scholar directly because ultimately it does play on their psyche which leads to depression and anxiety holistically are the ways in which perhaps some of the solutions might or rather is it possible that some of the solutions might lie in for instance the curriculum i had in my time which i presume has morphed into life orientation what was then life skills how much of life orientation curriculum is in a position to engage this in a substantive manner where then kids truly can even be assessed to the extent that the assessment is possible on how they are engagement, engaging rather their environment through life orientation and other disciplines within the curriculum perhaps that might be more responsive to the conditions on the ground. That's the one aspect in relation to the instruction-based engagement of this question, together with the facilities readily available at schools I would imagine schools should have, if not encouraged to have, your guidance counsellors and counsellors who are trained psychologists or psychiatrists even in some instances, where then they are put in a position to make the early detection in children and their behaviour and I suppose sufficiently empowering the members of staff to be able to monitor and engage children to the point that they can then pick up the early flags. I wouldn't quite say red flags, but the early flags nonetheless. All of this happening in consultation with, in conjunction especially, with the parent at home. Do you want to share some light as to such programs that may or may not exist, Offense? Definitely. Um, I think, one, regarding um, pedagogical delivery or even instructional delivery is that um, we are in a forever changing um, world and therefore it goes um, hand in hand with our curriculum and our life orientation um, curriculum has has changed over the years. But is it enough? That's a question that we are as educational specialists trying to also answer and can't necessarily find the answers to. But the nice thing about Spark um, schools is that with the high school, it has created a curriculum um, known as the 
character quotient. Character quotient is basically a curriculum that looks into developing the scholar's character. So basically um, allowing the scholar to be aware of the emotions and how that affects the next person, but also being able to be aware of the, of the emotions and doing something about it. So it's basically grooming the scholar, not only for themselves, but for others, so that they themselves, when they go into the world, they're able to regulate their emotions, they're able to recognize, but also respect themselves as well as others as active citizens of South Africa. And this assists us a great deal because once we introduce the curriculum such as this, it allows our scholars to intrinsically search and be able to identify um, identify emotions that can negatively affect them or emotions that are prominent um, in, in their schooling life that needs attention. And once a scholar is able to do that, then the next step is to consult with teachers who are readily available. And us as assistant principals or rather Spark Schools has established um, not only just assistant principals who are just that assistant principals, we have specific portfolios, which is mine, um, in respect of to scholar support. And this allows us and this, in this particular um, role I play, it, it, it ensures that the, the person who, is, who sits in this office is of high knowledge um, psychologically, as well as is able to put scholars first. And with this, Spark Schools has created an opportunity for scholars to come forth in a space where it doesn't look like a desk and a chair, but it, it is full of beanbags, books and so that the, the, the principal themselves can come down to the scholar's level and engage on a personal level, not necessarily on a just formal level, which is just academia. And that has assisted us a great deal because it has really tapped into the emotions and or into the sphere that um, our scholars are able to open up, especially at home. Um, and so that has really like assisted us with really gauging who needs assistance and how. Also speaking to that, I think um, Care Junction themselves have like really informed us on what to do, how to do it as well. They have a group of expertise who come into the school and really assist us in counseling our scholars. And because they exist, we're able to also have knowledge and we're able to prepare our own educators for whatever happens within the classroom. So we have um, on Mondays professional development where educators are enlightened on what depression looks like, anxiety. How can you be able, or how are we able to use CQ, which is character quotient, within each and every subject first, for the first five, um, f five to 15 minutes before we actually deliver content, which then allows scholars to intrinsically search, but also to, to have a space where they feel like they are cared for and create that openness as well. So life orientation, is a very important subject for us as well because we work quite closely with our educators and because we've created such a community of not only leaders being in the forefront of developing our scholars but teachers as well as well as our outside community which is our care junction as well as our parents this then allows the notion of it takes a village to actually exist we're in conversation with Ms. Samantha Smith, Director and Lead Therapist at Care Junction, who work alongside Spark Schools. Spark Schools themselves in this conversation are represented by the Assistant Principal at Spark Randburg High School, Ms. Offense Mulefe. After the break, we continue the conversation. It's the Hashtag Health on Monday, Teen Suicide Prevention Week. It ends tomorrow officially, starting on the 14th last week. 
I'm wondering if there are any experiences of those at home who are effectively, um, or rather who are affected rather, yes, who are affected or who can somehow share a story on suicide, story on suicide, particularly on a teenager, any story that you might share to give proper meaning, emotion and context to the conversation. For now, I'm fortunate not to, for the most part, relate with the subject matter. Long may they be, and hopefully for you too at home. 2128.